Welcome to That's the Word, Wholesome Tales for the Whole Family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, The Unexpected Storm. The changing weather caught Kate's attention. She was enjoying her time away from Hollywood, tucked away at her family's longtime summer residence along the Connecticut coast. She was still young, at 31, but that was apparently old enough to build a career, win an Academy Award, then fall out of favor with the public. Not that she did anything in particular to drive people away from the box office. Popularity is fickle, and people just no longer wanted to see Kate's movies. The morning had been glorious. Kate spent it pursuing her normal summer activities. She was ecstatic that she made a hole-in-one during her nine holes of golf, and she enjoyed her swim, in spite of the swelling surf. The day before, Kate, her mother, and her siblings had entertained some extended family. The seclusion of the cottage offered Kate a break from Hollywood, Unwilling to keep appearing in poor B-movies, she decided to head home to Connecticut and try to rebuild her career, which was as dismal as the dark clouds forming above. Kate was accustomed to the storms quickly popping up and passing. This time, something was different. The wind howled continuously and branches began to litter the ground. Kate could see that the shoreline was inching closer and closer to her cottage. This is no typical September storm, Kate told her mother. This is something much worse. Kate's mother insisted that there was no need for alarm. Their cozy residence would withstand the winds and rising tides. Kate tried to take her mother's words to heart. However, conditions continued to deteriorate. Suddenly, loud noises startled the family. The laundry wing fell off the back of the house, and windows started to blow in as shingles ripped off the roof. There was no way the cottage would provide safety, and Kate, her family, and the maid fled the home through the dining room window. The winds blasted Kate's tender face, and Kate found herself walking in 18 inches of water that continued to rise rapidly. The family made it to higher ground, just in time to turn and see the beloved summer cottage float away. It would come to rest about one-third of a mile away. Huddled with the family, Kate realized that they needed to contact her father. He was not with them, and she knew he would be worried sick about them with the news of the unexpected powerful storm. She had no way to contact him unless she made the treacherous journey by foot to the town's main street where she could find the working phone. Kate was determined to speak with her father. So she set out. The world around her was devastated and unreal.
Kate slogged and sloshed and crawled through ditches, but somehow hung on to keep going. By the time she made it to the main street, she was drenched, bruised, scratched, and completely bedraggled. Yet her heart jumped when she found the phone and called her dear father. The minute he heard her voice, Kate's father said, How's your mother? Shouting in order to be heard over the screams of the storm, Kate gave him a full report. She's all right. All right, Dad. But listen, the house, it's gone, blown away into the sea. I don't suppose you had brains enough to throw a match into the house before it went, did you? He asked. It's insured against fire, but not against blowing away. And how are you? This storm would go down in history as the powerful hurricane that surprised all of New England in 1938, known as the Great New England Hurricane, Yankee Clipper, Great Hurricane of 1938, and the Long Island Express. It killed 682 people and damaged or destroyed over 57,000 homes. Kate's family was fortunate to have survived, but their family home, like Kate's career, was in ruins. However, Kate's family would not let the house remain in ruins, and Kate would not let her career end there either. She had met with a playwright whom she knew from Hollywood, and he wrote a play as a vehicle for her. The play opened that March and remained on Broadway for a year. When it closed, Kate flew back to Hollywood, where she starred in the film adaptation of the play, alongside Cary Grant and Jimmy Stewart. The film heralded Kate's comeback, and she would continue to star in major motion pictures for the next four decades. When she died in her family's rebuilt home on the Connecticut coast, the actress who was written off as box office poison had 12 Best Actress nominations, winning four times. To this day, she has won more Academy Awards for acting than any other actor, starring in classic movies such as Bringing Up Baby, The African Queen, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, On Golden Pond, and in her comeback role of Tracy Lord, The Philadelphia Story, an actress named Katherine Hepburn. And for this week, that's the word. We were talking on the phone and you commented that I bet a lot of our audience won't even know who Katherine Hepburn is. And I said, oh, can you think of one of her movies? I embarrassingly could not think of a movie, even though I love classic movies. I mean, she's in movies. I, I recognize her name. I recognize her face. But when's the last time you... Uh... Uh, last time I... It's actually a week or two ago. I watched... <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, I also had to look it up. Actually, no, I could remember one. I remember this really 
really slow one with Spencer Tracy in it. I love The African Queen. That's a great movie if you have not seen that one. And I also watched Philadelphia Story. That was the one I watched the other day. And that was okay. It wasn't that funny. What I honestly enjoyed more was watching her, Cary Grant, and Jimmy Stewart because the three of them, and also the little girl, I can't remember her name in the movie. She's a very famous child star from that era. And they're all just such fantastic actors. Just watching them act was fun. But the actual story, and her and Cary Grant, they're both fantastic actors, but there's almost no movies I've seen them in that are actually that good. Charade was good. Bringing Up Baby was, she is obnoxious in that movie. I was just thinking your comment about, uh, your comment about Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn movies. You may want to be careful. You may get comments now from folks. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll get comments, but I, I, I love watching them. I'll actually put up with a Cary Grant movie just to watch him act. Well, you know, who I love watching in classic movies is who's the tap dancer? Uh, there's Fred Astaire and Gene. Uh, Fred Astaire. Okay, Fred you know, Astaire. I've always just enjoyed watching the tap dance routines. So Gene Kelly is the other one? I think it's the other one's Gene Kelly. I don't know. You know I took tap dance when I was a little kid, right? I did not know that. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I could have been the next Fred Astaire, but uh, you could have God been the had next other Fred. plans. 